the Neighborhood Conversations podcast. Today's episode was originally recorded on August 20th, 2023. Good morning, neighbors. Good to see y'all. If we haven't met yet, I'm Andy Woodworth. I'm one of the other pastors here. I use she, they pronouns. I'm Angie Woodworth. I should have introduced myself before if we've not met. Um, I am also one of the pastors here, and I use she, her pronouns. Cool. Yeah. This morning, we're going to hear from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 10, um, and I'm going to read verses 5 through 14, I think. Yes, that is what I'm going to read. Um, so, if you are willing and able, I invite you to stand as we hear these in words from the gospel. In body or in spirit. Yes. Or digitally. Yes. Yes. All right. Listen, listen, listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church through these words. Jesus sent these 12, the 12 disciples that were named just before this. Jesus sent these 12 out and commanded them, don't go among the Gentiles or into a Samaritan city. Go instead to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. As you go, make this announcement. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with skin diseases, and throw out demons. You received without having to pay, therefore give without demanding payment. Workers deserve to be fed, so don't gather gold or silver or copper coins for your money belts to take on your trips. Don't take a backpack for the road or two shirts or sandals or a walking stick. Whatever city or village you go into, find somebody in it who is worthy and stay there until you go on your way. When you go into a house, say, peace. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. But if the house isn't worthy, take back your blessing. If anyone refuses to welcome you or to listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet as you leave that house or city. This is the word of God for us, the beloved people of God. Will you say, thanks be to God? Thanks be to God. You can have a seat. And lo, the Lord said unto them, shake it off, (laughs) shake it off. (laughs) Will you pray with me this morning? Oh, gracious God, thank you so much for this gift of being a part of your team, for this gift of being able to work with you to help restore creation, to remake the world. God, thank you so much for the gift of grace and forgiveness, for the strength of purpose and knowing that there's always more to do down the road, that we don't have to hold on to the unpleasant parts of the present, that we can move forward with you down the road on your team. God, I pray that you would speak through us and in spite of us, that what we all hear is your message to us, and what we all understand is your deep and abiding love for the whole world, indeed the whole creation. I pray and ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who is alive and the one who sends us out. And all God's people said, amen. 
So one of our commitments in this series this month was to not spoil Ted Lasso for you. And today you have no risk of that. This, the illustration we're using kind of exclusively yeah. is really in the very first episode, isn't it? Maybe the second. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. the second. I've um, seen it. If that matters. Right, yes. and Andy still has not seen all of Ted Lasso. Although, Willow just finished it and gives a wholehearted stamp of approval. So if you are right looking on. for staff um, support or not, don't listen to Kylan and Andy. Do listen to me and Willow. So, you know. Um, but one of the things that Ted Lasso says to a player on a hard day who's frustrated at other players who are sort of undermining his efforts and he's not playing his best, Ted pulls him aside and says, what Kylan said earlier, what's the happiest animal? It's a goldfish. 10 second memory, be a goldfish. Get back out there, right? And a goldfish is happy because it forgets what happened 10 seconds ago. I think there's like maybe some actual scientific debate on this fact. So if you care to go research that and learn some, more about There was a problem in the methodology. They don't really speak goldfish very right. well. And so, right. yeah, it's hard to know what they remember exactly. But, but we're yeah. just going to go with this premise, right? That a goldfish is happy and content because it doesn't really remember. It doesn't hold a grudge. It doesn't stress about its accomplishments. Goldfish aren't anxious about the other teammates and whether or not they're playing as a team. It doesn't stress about other people. They aren't following up or circling back on their last email. They're not holding on to the past. They're living in the present. They live not in the past and not in the future either. Um, and Ted Lasso says to this teammate, be a goldfish, right? Embody that kind of approach to the world yeah. and to life. And there's a little bit of what Jesus is saying to the, the 12 of these disciples when he's sending them out to join in this work of kingdom building. He tells them to go out. Now, sometime, anyone who wants to, like, deconstruct this passage, it's a lot. Like, don't take anything with you, don't blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a lot. It feels like some pressure to me. But the part that I don't even know what this is the most pressure-y part, yeah, but I'll heaviness. just say, yeah. it's a lot. But he tells them to go out and do a specific set of things. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those with skin diseases, and, which was a big deal at that time. And throw out demons. You, you know, know, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. And with no supplies. One of the things... No that, problem. <laughs> one of the things I think it's really interesting in this, um, in this list of things is that these are active present verbs, right? There's no passive voice here. What we have are these instructions, heal, raise, cleanse, throw out, right? And as they do these things, if people welcome them, great. They are to, you know, let their peace rest on the house. But if they aren't welcome, they're supposed to let their peace return to them, which, again, that language is a little unfamiliar to me, but I think it means like, oh, don't expend all your energy there. Just let it be, yeah. right? They're supposed to let their peace return to them, shake off the dust, and move on. So first in this list, I love, uh, this is one of those first moments where Jesus is giving the disciples authority to do the things that Jesus is doing. So we talked some about that last week. But here we see Jesus kind of saying like, okay, now's the moment, friends. You are going to go do these things that you've seen me doing up to this point. So they're joining in this Jesus work. Again, no big deal. Yeah, because the second thing in this is that it's like, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with skin diseases, and throw out demons. And it's just like, okay, so just do that? 
you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, no big deal. How do you do that? Maybe they were paying attention to Jesus doing it. They got some behind the yeah, scenes Yeah, maybe tips. there was more like actions that are visible to the disciples that we don't get through the words of Scripture. I don't know. But in these teachings, both Ted and Jesus remind us of a framework for life that we've really clung to as a framework for life and ministry and just living faith. And it's taught by our friends at the Missional Wisdom Foundation. And you've probably heard us say these things before. The basic framework of showing up, paying attention, cooperating with God, and releasing the outcome. But it's the releasing the outcome part that's really hard, right? Because we set goals or our metrics and we want deliverables and we want to accomplish things. We want to meet our goals. We want to be able to fill out those pages in our planners with success. We want to be successful. But if we're cooperating with God, the ultimate outcome is like often not in our hands. And success is something different than we often think because it's God's. Yeah, it's a, it's a God-sized success. It's a God-sized outcome. So when we release the outcome, because the work is ultimately in God's hands, the outcome of our work and our collective actions is often bigger and more beautiful than we could ever imagine because it is God's work working through us. Which is hard, right? It's hard because we show up and we cooperate. We want, to, we want to pay attention and we want to see what God is up to. We want to try to partner with God. But then the letting go is hard. And sometimes it feels like that's saying don't care about the outcome. But this is different than not caring. And let your peace return to you is different than not caring because we do care very much about people and the needs and feelings and people's well-being in the world. But like I was talking about with the kids, there's some mutuality that's needed for this work of restoration. The work of restoration is, is interesting. So, so the apostles. And also, if you're new, like we talk about the work of restoration a lot because it's core to what we do here. Our core value, our core mission is to work for restoration through relationship with God and community. But it's a mutual relationship. Yeah. So these disciples who are being sent out, and at the moment of being sent out, they change from being disciples to being apostles, right? That's what it means to be an apostle, to be sent out. So the apostles aren't responsible for the whole world. Like their job is not to convert every single person to Christianity trademark, okay? Sometimes in church, we feel like that's the objective, right? That our job is to go and to twist some arms and put on some heavy sales pressure um, and to get everybody to embrace Jesus and everybody has to wear, you know, t-shirts with Jesus' face on them. We feel like that's like kind of what it means to be a Christian. But the work of, of being an apostle, the work of these apostles is not heavy sales. I want, to hear, I want you to hear that, okay? The work of being an apostle is not heavy sales. It's, it's the work of restoration. It's to, to find the people who are already searching for something different. Who are sensing a need for healing or for change, for connection and community. That's really important. They're already longing for that. They're already showing up. Um, the work of restoration involves, like everything in life, enthusiastic consent. Yes. <laughs> That's really important. Nobody's involved in the work of restoration without their permission. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not against their will. It's because of it. 
which yes. is where a lot of Christianity has taken a turn um, that we would disagree with, right? But we believe in the work of restoration and that it is the work of relationship. And sometimes in those relationships, God might tell us, like Ted tells his team, to be a goldfish. So sometimes things happen in our relationships, right, that, that are hard and they're painful. Sometimes our best efforts, or frankly, the, the efforts that we have to give that day, um, sometimes those efforts cause harm. And sometimes people cause us harm, as we know, intentionally or not. And in those moments, we can choose how we respond. But we believe if we're living in this way of Jesus, we show up, right? We try to ground ourselves, we breathe, we do whatever practices bring us back to ourselves and help us to pay attention to what's real, to what our part in the situation is, to where God is. And then we cooperate, which Andy often writes with a dash, <laughs> cooperate, right? We operate with God, with an intention of God's intentions, love and repair. And then we have to release the outcome, right? Because we cannot control other people. We cannot control the physics of the world. We cannot control anything but ourselves. This is where we go wrong with boundaries a lot of the time. We think boundaries are telling someone else what to do, right? And then they might cross it or not. Boundaries are saying how I will respond, where my line is and how I will respond if you cross it, right? And that's hard work, right? So we have to release the outcome. We do what we can do. We do our part with the best self we have to offer, cooperating with God, and then we have to let go if the other person is not a willing participant in that mutual relationship or in that work. And not everybody's gonna be, and that's okay. Like the work that we have to do is big. It's the work of restoration of all of creation. So ultimately God's work is the restoration of, of all things, the remaking of all of the whole universe. Because this is more than just us in interpersonal relationships, right. though this applies there too. We're talking about us and the big systems stuff too, of oppression and pain and heartbreak in the world, right? We can only do what we can do. And our relationship with the rest of creation, our sense of exploitation of the natural world. I mean, we're living in the crisis of climate change. There's so much that's going on. It's so big. It's more than any of us can handle. Because it's God-sized work. Yeah. Whether it's relationally, with two people, or the whole of creation, that's God-sized stuff. And it's too much for us sometimes on our own. And Jesus sends out the disciples. He gives them work to do, sends them out. They, they are apostles. Apostles are sent out. But even apostles face resistance and naysayers. Because naysayers don't say, say nay. nay. That's right. Um, so Jesus gives them instructions, let your peace return to you. Shake that dust off your feet and keep moving on down the road. St. Taylor of Swift is appearing several times in Yes, this. we is could it, also yeah. go with some um, St. Anna. No, Elsa. Yes. St. Elsa of, yes. I don't even know what land anymore. Arendelle. Arendelle, Arendelle right. I guess Queen Elsa yes. of Arendelle. I sh you can tell that my children are getting older now that I have lost that in my active memory. Let it go. Let it go. That's Let right. it go. They can't hold me back anymore. Shake off the dust of your feet and keep moving down the road to the next town, to the next people, because there's more work to be done 
if yeah. you're not successful. And part of what both Ted and Jesus are teaching the disciples and their team and us is that holding on to rejection or to failure, to vengeance, only hurts us. So doing our emotional work with God, even if we don't have another human participant, is how we work towards restoration within ourselves. And then we got to release the rest. And there's this point where the needs of the world are so great and our capacities are limited and we just have, we trust. That's what faith means in some context. We trust that God is also in the mix and can do more through us and through others than we alone imagine. And our work, our world, our relationships might be more than a little fishbowl, but all of us are invited to this work of restoration in our own ways, in our own lives, in our own communities, and our work in our corners, whatever we can offer, combined with the work of others in their corners, interconnected and together, interlaced with God's energy and creativity. You might say we're all on a team together. Right? And that's what changes the whole world. That's how restoration happens. That's what kingdom looks like. Y'all living into this life with Jesus, of lived purpose, of showing up, paying attention, cooperating with an active and living God requires us sometimes to be like a school of goldfish. We may not have the most detailed long-range plans. We don't hold too tightly to past missteps. We have to remind ourselves we're not responsible for everything or everyone. We don't have to worry about what everyone else will think or how they will respond. We stay connected with God. We keep our lives centered with God so we can know the work that is ours to do now and here. We live how we know how to live, how Jesus shows us. We practice forgiveness, letting our peace return to us when we need to. And we release the outcome of what we do and what other people do. In the words of Saint Baby Girl, better known as Aliyah, if at first you don't succeed, then dust yourself off and try again. Try again. Try, try again. Y'all, like the disciples, we are sent out. We are the church. Those who are joining in the work of restoration through relationship with God, God and, and community. community. We show up. We pay attention. We cooperate with God, and we release the outcome. And sometimes we do this like goldfish, right? The best plan is to focus on you now, not them before. We restore by being active, present, working with passion and clarity in the present moment as we are led by God. And that's all we can do, and then release the outcome. Because this is God's world, and God is alive and active, and we are invited, entrusted, and empowered we are sent out, and we release the outcome because God will magnify our work beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. May, May it, it be, be so, so friends. friends. May, May it, it be, be so. Amen. Neighborhood Conversations produced by Neighborhood Church in Atlanta, Georgia. You can learn more about us at neighborhoodchurchatl.com. And on our website, you can find links to our weekly live streams, and you can find out what's going on in the neighborhood. Find us on social media, and don't forget to subscribe. Peace be with you.